Entrepreneur on Fire 481. The most inspiring stories from today's most successful entrepreneurs. Join John Lee Dumas and today's Entrepreneur on Fire. LegalZoom is the go-to provider of affordable legal protection. Just ask one of the three dozen companies on the Inc. 500 list. Go to LegalZoom.com to find the service that's right for you and enter FIRE in the referral box at checkout. FreshBooks is the simple cloud accounting solution that's helping thousands of new entrepreneurs and small business owners save time billing and get paid faster. Sign up free today at GetFreshBooks.com and join over 5 million users running their business with ease. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, George C.O.C. Samuels. George, are you prepared to ignite? Hell yeah. All right. George is a cultural animator, entrepreneur, and author of the forthcoming book, Animated Spirit. He's animated a series, been featured by Adobe, and labeled Top 50 Young and Extraordinary by the Foundation for Young Australians. He typically consults entrepreneurs, communities, and organizations on culture, digital media, and flow. I've given our listeners just a little overview, George, so take a minute. Tell us about you personally, because we want to get to know you, then give us an overview of your business. Thank you very much uh, for the intro, John. Yeah. Um, where, should, where should I begin? Because you've already pretty much introduced me, um, but perhaps since um, a lot of the work that I do with uh, with folks is around culture, digital media, and flow. Um, probably give a background in terms of my, my own multicultural mix. I am Fijian Indian to Valuan Samoan, was born in Fiji, migrated to Australia in 88, and then was moved to Bangladesh with my family in 95, lived there for 10 years, um, went to an international school, and having all these international students in a foreign country um, sort of really gave me my foundations for my multicultural um, worldview. And as a result of that, um, uh, when I returned to Australia for university, um, I was just very inspired by uh, culture in, it, in and of itself. And um, when my, my, my mother, she used to tell me a lot of stories growing up from the home islands. And because of these stories, it influenced um, my passion for animation. So I was always really interested in computers. Um, but instead of going down the purely technical path, I decided to go down a creative path. And my creative path um, resulted in doing a lot of animation work. And as you mentioned, um, I had some work done with Adobe. Um, and that led to me creating a series called Tales from Nanamea. And Tales from Nanamea are stories about, uh, or myths and legends from my maternal homeland of Tuvalu, which is currently sinking at the moment as a result of rising ocean levels. And because, you know, I wasn't an Arab country with millions to help raise it out of the water, I thought, what other way could I, uh, what other way could I do to, uh, get, do something for my maternal homeland and animating stories, uh, or these myths and legends that were dying, uh, was my way. And as a result of that, um, I decided to actually just start animating these things and getting it out, um, putting myself at uh, a lot of festivals and uh, community sort of get-togethers. 
And that started the entrepreneurial side of me, the hustling bit. And as a result of that, I then found myself going through very many different uh, sort of career paths from front-end developer and graphic designer to, um, to, to animator, uh, then to starting my own business. Um, and in the early days, it was simply around multimedia creative works. And one thing led to another, uh, then found myself doing consulting, doing coaching. And I think just everything that I learned in terms of pure hustle um, and learning how to balance and make money out of uh, what I was doing creatively and also sort of my social mission all just melded, molded up. But uh, there are parts of that story that I've left for uh, the other questions. For sure, George. <laughs> I mean, it's been fascinating thus far. My one question before we proceed is, at what point will your maternal homeland be underwater? It's a very low-lying atoll. So they're already at sort of sea level. And, um, you know, after hearing all the tsunamis and stuff take place uh, across many different countries around the world, uh, if all it will take is just one tsunami, so, you know, next 10 years it could just be gone. <laughs> but uh, we're hoping 40 to 80 years um, and maybe, ne- maybe even never. Very inspiring stuff. I mean, I'm glad we're bringing awareness to this. And we're going to dive, as you alluded, to many of your stories later on in this interview. But before we do, George, we always start Entrepreneur on Fire Off with a success quote to really get that motivational ball rolling, to get that fire sparked. Take it away. All right. Uh, The success quote or mantra that I use um, actually originated from my great-grandfather. And he had this saying in Tuvalin, which is, which means it will come. And this saying um, was, was said by my mother growing up a lot of the time, um, but it really didn't take effect or meaning for me until I started my entrepreneurial journey. And uh, these three words for me personally uh, essentially meant uh, that uh, in the future, actually even now, there is going to be a time when the wisdom of our ancestors will, will come about. And um, probably before 2012, um, uh, every time I kept saying it, uh, my reality was reflecting this through the people that I was coming into contact with, through a lot of the uh, movements that are taking place with the indigenous. And uh, this ancestral wisdom aspect is what um, was connected to his saying. And when he said it will come, he was talking about a time before uh, Christianity, um, saying that uh, when, when, he, when he was about to, um, about to die, uh, he told his uh, daughter at the time that, um, look, I'm going to put away all my, my beliefs and such uh, now, you know, to make way for the, the new period or new religion or new beliefs. But my mokpuna, my great-grandchildren, will get interested in the old ways again, but in new ways. And that is the meaning behind it. And so every time that I find myself in a rut, I always tell myself it will come, that I should never get stressed or worried about things not going as planned at the, at the moment because there is something greater beyond me and it will come. That's a powerful mantra, George. And the fact that it was delivered by your grandfather holds great meaning. Thank you for sharing that with us. And 
Entrepreneur on Fire, George, is kind of a unique podcast, whereas we really talk about the journey of the entrepreneur. We don't just talk about what you're successful at right now, what's working for you right now. We like to examine your journey as a whole and really pull out a couple meaningful stories to really close the chasm between the listener and the interviewee, which is you today. So let's start by sharing a story of a failure, of a time when you had a major obstacle or challenge that you had to overcome. Really take us down to the ground level, George, because I want to be there with you when you experience this failure and share with us those lessons you learned. Sure. Um, Now, I actually was going to um, give a story about my first failure in in a business, and it was actually a multi-level marketing business that I tried at one point. But um, I always go with my gut, and my gut is telling me to tell you another story. All right. All right. So the other story actually has to do with family. Now, um, in my life, I've always been very close to my my mother and my sisters. So there was a lot of uh, strong feminine influence in my life. But uh, when I returned to Australia um, and I was uh, finishing up university, uh, the family broke apart. And uh, as a result of all the, the sort of fights and things leading up to what was happening with our family at the time, um, I actually had to make a very hard decision, which was to actually break away from my family altogether and detach. And we were always about family. Family is huge in our um, Polynesian culture. And being able to detach myself from my family meant that, well, for a year uh, and a bit, I had no contact with them at all. And um, I think in terms of uh, failure, uh, the failure was, before I made that decision to detach, the failure was not realizing that I was part of the problem. Sometimes in wanting to create uh, peace and harmony, you sacrifice a lot of uh, your own values, a lot of your own beliefs, and all for the sake of peace. But sometimes the most healing things come from uh, removing yourself from the situation altogether and acknowledging that you may be part of the problem. That sometimes people can rely on you so much that um, you don't see how you are part of the problem. So um, as, soon as, as soon as I realized that, um, I realized that my failure in uh, helping to heal the, the situation was um, I was able to turn that into a positive. So for a very long time, it was really hard for me to, uh, you know, there was almost like the separation anxiety of like not having that family support anymore um, for the ones who I had uh, grown up with. But in doing so, a lot of healing uh, was able to take place indirectly um, with everybody in the family. So a year or two later, um, we were able to come back together and start talking, but at a new level. And what that then taught me also is that the same can be applied um, in business or with teams um, and even cultures and communities, that sometimes we need to be able to remove ourselves um, and see that uh, our failures (laughs) sometimes uh, are in being blind uh, to what's going on around you. But um, what you decide to do afterwards can turn those failures into successes. So George, that was a powerful story for a lot of reasons. And what I really want you to do for Fire Nation to really just sum it up for us is to share one takeaway, one real juicy tidbit that you want us to walk away with from that experience in your life, a lesson learned. 
sometimes detachment is the best way to uh, find peace or uh, resolve issues, uh, to remove yourself, to know when you are the problem <laughs> in your own uh, in your own journey. Well put, George. And on that note, let's go to the other end of the spectrum because as entrepreneurs, of course we face failure all the time, but we also have aha moments and light bulbs that go off that inspire us to move in new directions, to pivot, to be agile. Share yeah. with us one of those aha moments, George, a moment that you just said, wow, this is me. This is George. This resonates with my authentic self. What was that moment, George? Tell us that story and the steps that you took to turn it into a success. Yes. Okay. So once again, there's like quite a few that I um, have in my head, um, but I will probably go with um, your gut. The, uh, yep, my gut. So <laughs> yeah, uh, that would probably be when I realized that crowd. There is a lot more to crowdfunding than meets the eye. Um, in in my journey, I had attempted a crowdfunding campaign three times. Uh, you know, towards my my mission. And uh, on my after my first or and second crowdfunding campaign, <laughs> I, you know, I realized that holy, I, I put so much energy into this, and I realized that I probably should have um, put a plan together. Um, I probably should have um, taken more time to uh, find a focused network or build that, um, and also uh, get more people to help out. Um, I realized that. Uh, I had played the lone wolf for too long, and that lone wolf was not good for me personally in terms of my flow. And um, as a result of that, I spent the next year um, actually doing different jobs here and there. Um, was a business development assistant for a while. Um, I, I, you know, I hustled a lot more in terms of uh, getting my network reach larger. Um, I found a couple of folks to help me out uh, in terms of the actual production for animation stuff. And um, one year later, I reran my campaign, and I was able to get mm, it was like five k in two or three days, and um, it, it, it just sort of, everything sort of clicked and realized, aha, okay, so this is what it's meant to be like. This is what you know flow beans. So really, drill down, George. We want you to give us some actionable reasons as to why your first campaign failed and your second campaign was a success. Yep. So it was actually, so the first, both first and second were failures. The third one was a success. Got it. So yeah, so the first and second ones, uh, I, I believe that the reason why those failed is because uh, first, I didn't do my research. Um, I, at the time, you know, crowdfunding was just coming out and I was just seeing what was happening and hearing all the success stories, but didn't do my research into how much effort goes into it. Um, so had, you know, no experience doing campaigns or marketing or any of that sort of stuff. Um, and yeah, I, you know, I, I thought I could just, uh, do it alone. Now I, I, I feel that, um, there, everybody has different sort of leadership traits or personality styles. Some get into flow when they're alone and have no annoyances, but others require people around. For me, I found out that I was one of those people who needed people around in order to be productive and to actually get done. Those first two, I would have to say that, um, yeah, not having not having a strategy in place, not having a focus network. So, um, what I mean by focus network is, you know, like a community or group of or followers, whatever you want to call them, who are actually engaged in the area that you are trying to uh, promote, 
And I actually ended up writing a book about this, a crowdfunding book, which is on my website. And it actually goes into all of the stuff that I went through. But uh, essentially, those two things would be it. Um, so uh, focus network and not having a strategy. So, George, let's sum it up again for Fire Nation because you just shared a lot of gems, a lot of struggles you had. What would be one lesson that you could impart upon us, upon the listeners today, of this aha moment you had, of this light bulb that went off? What would it be? Know what gets, in, gets you into flow. Whether you are a person who uh, works better alone or if you are a person who works better with people around you. George, what is your proudest entrepreneurial moment? Aha. Um, that would be when I figured out how to sell an idea before producing anything. Oh, tell uh, us that story. <laughs> um, so Noah Kagan of AppSumo um, got into his stuff for a while, had been following his stuff, and then a course came out called um, uh, Get, Make Your First Dollar Online. And um, a lot of the concepts in there or activities or exercises is geared around tackling your fears and just you know, getting done pretty much. So I had uh, you know, done all those exercises. It was great. But uh, one day I was coming back from work. I was on the train. It was a one-hour train ride. And I had this idea. And uh, when I got onto the train, it was just you know, flowing out of me. So I decided to, to put it up on Facebook to, this, uh, to a, one or two Facebook groups that were highly targeted entrepreneurs who were willing to you know, um, put in money, whether it be little $1 or $5 or way more. But essentially, I put the idea up. I created a PayPal link very quickly. This is all on my iPhone. Um, and I attached it to my message. And by the time I got home, I had made $325. And that was just simply by putting the idea up and following all the concepts that uh, was in this course uh, by Noah Kagan. What was the so, idea? Oh, it was essentially uh, just knowing how... Oh, the idea itself was an animated visualization. So the idea was because I have a background in animation and I knew that a lot of entrepreneurs uh, like to use creative imagination and all that sort of stuff. But to help push that even further, I could animate what's in your head. And uh, at the time I was doing that for, I think, oh, I was just telling people to put whatever they thought um, it was worth. So some people had put in like $100 um, while others, you know, would be like $25. So yeah, that's how that happened. So George, you know this as well as I do because we're both entrepreneurs and man, do we have those days that are just awesome. We're flowing, we're kicking on all cylinders and it's amazing. And then for no reason, we wake up the next day and just nothing's working. Our flow's gone, it's been shut off. It's that roller coaster effect that we all face as entrepreneurs. Share with Fire Nation your philosophy on the entrepreneurial journey and how you keep your flow flowing. I am really big on harmony, and I am really big on uh, the yin-yang symbol. And it's like, as I get older, that one symbol provides more meaning constantly for me. So one thing that has, uh, well, the most recent and most significant thing has been understanding the importance of cycles and, season, and seasons. So I believe that nature has a lot to teach us. And this is probably from the, the times I spent with uh, the indigenous and uh, animating indigenous stories. Uh, but understanding the seasonal cycles, um, not just from an environmental level, but within our personal, our um, cultural, societal, all these levels, understanding all the different cycles helps me to get into flow personally. So, for example, 
um, a business will have its seasons, um, but understanding your own personal cycles um, is just as important. So the way I sort of put it is sometimes uh, when things are out of flow, it's like when you have your, 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 sun in, your sun and the moon. Both are seemingly separate, but there's a certain point in the day when the sun and the moon or the night and the day um, overlap. And in that moment is when you have, you know, your beautiful sunrises or your beautiful sunsets. So for me, I'm always uh, conscious of when those time periods come. So I've actually just gone and tracked my own daily, weekly, monthly, yearly rhythms and jot down pretty much the times when I know I'll be getting into flow and also the activities that put me into flow. So for me, as I was mentioning before, I was talking about whether knowing whether you're a person who um, likes to do things on your own, you're more productive when there's no distractions, then if you're a person who likes having people around to get you into flow. So through my entrepreneurial journey, I you know, took a good hard look at myself and realized that uh, for me, lone wolf entrepreneur style, not going to get me into flow. The way I get into flow is when I have teams around. And so... Um, once I realized that, my, entrepreneur, my entrepreneurial journey um, made that shift into making sure that I had people around me um, uh, as, as much as I could. And that actually led me to uh, starting work at a co-working space. And I don't know if you're familiar or if you've tried out co-working spaces yourself, John. Absolutely. They are very prevalent here in San Diego and they're popping up literally in every single city because... You know, just like you said, some people work better with a buzz around, with other energy cycling through. Hey, I'm not afraid to admit it. I'm a lone wolf. I much prefer being huddled up in my studio, doors locked, shades drawn, and just getting into my own flow as a lone wolf. So for the listeners, there's no right or wrong way here. It's whatever works for you. And George, let's bring things to present times, to today. Share with Fire Nation one thing that's really exciting you right now. All right. Um, at this moment, I would have to say that it's actually uh, partnerships. It wasn't until this year that I realized how important partnerships are in, um, in business. And after going uh, it alone for a while and trying to do everything myself, I realized that the business benefited greatly by partnering with others who were strong in what I was weak at. Um, so obviously, this allows me to focus on the stuff I love most, which is usually big picture um, creative activities. And um, I do have a couple partners now in different aspects of the business, um, which allows me to not spend as much time uh, doing the day-to-day stuff, but actually being able to, you know, work on the big picture sort of things. So that would probably be the most exciting thing for me at this point in time, um, just based on my journey at this, yeah, at this stage. Love that. And George, we're going to take a minute here to thank our sponsors. Are you still using Word or Excel to create invoices? Do you use a shoebox of receipts to keep track of your expenses? Save time and get paid faster with FreshBooks. 
the easiest way to send invoices, manage expenses, and track your time. FreshBooks is the simple cloud accounting solution that's helping thousands of new entrepreneurs and small business owners just like you save time billing and get paid faster. With FreshBooks, you can easily create invoices online, capture and track expenses on the go, and get real-time business reports with a few simple clicks. You can try FreshBooks for free. Sign up for free today at getfreshbooks.com. And here's the delicious part that FreshBooks is doing for Fire Nation. Every day, they're giving a birthday cake away to someone who signs up for a new account from our show. For your chance to win, enter Entrepreneur on Fire in the How Did You Hear About Us section when signing up for your new account at getfreshbooks.com. With FreshBooks, every day could be your birthday. Sign up at getfreshbooks.com. Still waiting for the perfect time to start your business? That's mistake number one. There isn't a perfect time. Can't find affordable legal protection you can trust? That's mistake number two. You're looking in the wrong place. Visit LegalZoom.com today for award-winning services developed by some of the best legal minds in the country. Getting legal protection can be overwhelming, and that's why LegalZoom provides services that take you from step one to step done. LegalZoom can help you start and maintain business with incorporation and LLC filings, trademarks, and copyrights. Get personalized attention from a company who can say that 90% of their customers would recommend the service to their family. LegalZoom is not a law firm and provides self-help services at your specific direction. But there's so much more. Now, every LLC and incorporation package includes easy-to-use business accounting software, a $269 value, free. Be sure to enter FIRE in the referral box at checkout. George, this is a perfect segue to what my favorite part of the interview is, and that's the lightning round. Because this is where I get to ask you a series of questions, and you come back at us Fire Nation style with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Let's go. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Fear of criticism. I'm actually a a Leo sign, if if you're into Zodiac sort of stuff. And growing up, I think I I thrived on being center of attention. And uh, I realized that I used to do a lot of things socially uh, because I was, you know, Fear, be fear of being criticized uh, on the on the other end. Um, but obviously, getting older um, and hopefully wiser, um, I realized that being afraid of what people think of me is really silly. Um, so I started just doing things that uh, went against that. So doing things that was against popular opinion, uh, not just because um, it was against popular opinion, but because I knew that I needed to tackle those fears. What is the best advice you've ever received? Think big, start small. Uh, if you can't make or manage a few dollars, how will you handle things when you grow? Um, uh, that would probably be the best thing. I think uh, I had, I'm a dreamer. So, you know, I do usually think big, but uh, the practical side of me, I would have to say that I learned a lot about uh, grounding myself through my wife. Uh, and the importance of uh, paying attention to the small things as well. And I realize as a business, uh, it's great to have all these ideas all the time. But if you, if you don't start small um, and, and manage that, then uh, you know, how will you handle things when they're big? Can you share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success? Persistence. Um, I have this, uh, I love wolves. 
um, I, I, I love like watching documentaries of them and just kind of studying them. And so, uh, like wolves who are persistent in the wild, um, for every perceived failure, I, I, I turn it into a positive and adapt it to my journey. Um, in the wild, the wolves usually are successful one out of 10 times. So nine out of 10 times they fail in their hunt. Um, so, but if it just becomes a, a normal part of things, uh, those nine times don't really matter as long as you get the one. So uh, therefore, for me, no real failures, only lessons. Do you have an internet resource, George, like an Evernote that you're just in love with you can share with our listeners? Gosh, I love productivity and organizing stuff. So there's quite a few. <laughs> just one. <laughs> uh, just, just one. Okay. Uh, just one. Contactually. Um, Contactually is a relationship management or CRM, but it's probably been the most useful I've seen in a while or used or experimented with. Um, so I will say contextually. Absolutely. And we've had Svi, who's actually the founder of Contactually, oh, on Entrepreneur on Fire. So if anybody wants to hear from the founder of that amazing company, they really are, just go to eofire.com slash Svi. Band. That's Z-V-I-B-A-N-D. And Fire Nation, you can find the links to this resource and everything that we're chatting about here today at eofire.com slash George Samuels. George, if you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be? I would have to say the Prosperity Bible. It contains all the writings from folks like Benjamin Franklin, Napoleon Hill of Think and Grow Rich, James Allen, and much more. Um, and I just personally see it as, a, as wisdom from the old men of wealth and prosperity. And interestingly enough, they speak a lot about God and spirituality. And I think this um, aspect uh, is, is kind of missing from many conversations that entrepreneurs have. Um, but if you look at the writings of you know, all, all these old men of wealth, uh, it's quite prevalent. Um, and I think it's an important part to the prosperity mindset. Well, Fire Nation, I know you love audio. So if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook just like this one at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com for free. George, this next question is the last of the lightning rounds, but it is a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? <laughs> oh man, I, I mulled over this for so long. But once again, going with gut, um, I would actually most likely spend seven days trying to get a, to, to know as many people in the town as possible that I've found myself in um, and probably put 10% just because because of habits, probably put 10% aside um, for, you know, whatever rainy days, savings, whatever you want to call it. Um, and I'd probably find the nearest um, indigenous group uh, in the area and um, give money to them. Wow. If all, yeah, if that's, <laughs> that's probably what I'd do. Well, George, that's what this question is all about. What would George do? And man, I have really enjoyed hearing your journey. It's Really a unique and creative one. Give Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance. Share the best way that we can find you, and then we'll say goodbye. Harmony. Consider how you can find harmony for yourself, your business, and uh, know that sometimes harmony uh, doesn't necessarily mean peace. 
Uh, and best way to find me uh, would be on my website. So www.coczm.com. COC being my Tuvalu name, in case anybody was wondering. So that's S-I-O-S-I-S-M.com. Um, and you can use the same uh, name on Twitter or Facebook as well. So, yep, that would be the best way to find me. And what was the third one, John? <laughs> that was it. You hit it up, okay. my man. And George, awesome. Fire Nation is just well aware. They can find the links to everything that we've chatted about in today's episode at eofire.com. They can click on the podcast tab because you are hanging out in the archives or just enter George in the search bar and his show notes page will pop right up, Fire Nation. And George, thank you for being so generous with your time, your experience, your expertise. Fire Nation salutes you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks a lot, John. Hope you have an epic 2014. Fire Nation, are you interested in creating your own podcast? If so, you should come check out our next live webinar for Podcasters Paradise. During the webinar, I talk about the strategies I've used to grow my podcast to over 450,000 unique downloads a month. Plus, I'll give you a sneak peek at the Podcasters Paradise community so you can decide if it's the right fit for you. Sign up today at podcastersparadise.com. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite. 